0: 1 Corinthians 14, 1-25 Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets, so that the church may be built up. Now, brothers, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I bring you some revelation Or knowledge or prophecy or teaching. If even lifeless instruments such as the flute or the harp do not give distinct notes, how will anyone know what is played? And if the bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? So with yourselves, if your tongue you utter speech with is not intelligible, how will anyone know what is said? For you will be speaking into the air, There are doubtless many different languages in the world, but none is without meaning. But if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker a foreigner to me. So with yourselves, since you are eager for the manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. In the law, it is written, by people of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners will I speak to this people, and even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. Thus, tongues are a sign of not for believers, but for unbelievers. While prophecy is a sign not for unbelievers, but for believers. If therefore the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues and outsiders or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are out of your minds? But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an outsider enters, he is convicted by all, he is called to account by all, the secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so falling on his face, he will worship god and declare that god is really among you the word of the lord
1: thanks be to god amen jerry here we are (laughs) tongues baby we're here we're talking about them this is it all right pursue love pursue love first corinthians 14 pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts
0: which is not the first time we've heard that nope Yes. We know uh, chapter, chapter 12. 12 yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He ends with uh earnestly desire the higher gifts, the more powerful gifts. Mm-hmm. And then he, he takes a little detour, which is strategically placed yeah. on, you know, the, the one thing that is more excellent than all Yeah,
0: is love, which I think you need, which is of course, I think why it starts off with like pursue love yep. to like do the stuff he's talking about in this passage. Yep. You need love.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Without love, Spiritual gifts are a spectacle,
1: mm-hmm. um, and, and not an expression of worship. Mm. And so, you know, tongues—it's um, it, one of those things. Again, like you just in ODR will never get a comprehensive right. um, outline of, of yeah. <laughs> something that there are
0: books. And, there's great resources. We'd love to talk more. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. But so, you know, tongues. There, there's this aspect of it, um, sort of like the acts, like Pentecost. You know, a lot of um, people, especially in sort of like the reformed circles, would ascribe that as more of like speaking in a language mm-hmm. that you don't know. Which I've actually—I uh, went on a mission trip to um, the Dominican Republic mm. once in college, and a girl like received like she shared the gospel in Spanish, and she didn't know Spanish. Wow! So that was pretty awesome. That's amazing. Um, so that's like certainly a thing. Yeah. And, but here, you know and i'd be interested to hear your thoughts um i i have a lot of friends who read this passage very differently yeah and so i'd be interested to hear your thoughts jeremy on you know it it doesn't seem quite as much that he's talking about like you know speaking uh portuguese or mm-hmm. or mandarin or whatever here it it seems to be more of this uh spiritual language there's like this private prayer language that people um a lot of people sort of practice that is rooted here you know i i love paul uh, in his typical Pauline fashion there's there's this little jab like i thank god that i speak tongues more than all of you (laughs) that's that's why we love him. that's why we love him. (laughs) um but then he follows up with in church i would rather speak five words and so he's really bolstering the idea of clarity Mm -hmm. in church like there's this idea that in corinth the services and and times of worship have sort of become this like spiritual free-for-all where if you walk in uh, an outsider would be like these people are crazy like what's going on and so he is bolstering prophecy you know speaking truth by the spirit Mm -hmm. clearly so that someone might be convicted and he also gives this instruction on tongues so jeremy what do you, what do you make of all this?
0: I, I love that you, you did bring us to like his, his little contrast of like, you know, I, uh, let's see, which verse is that? Um, Thus tongues are a sign. Uh, oh,
1: uh, that is verse t- 18.
0: Oh yeah. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Um, nevertheless, I would rather speak five words with my mind. So like, whether whether this is totally like another human language that if someone was from a Spanish speaking ch- country, they'd be able to interpret it um, or whatever, or it is something that's like, look, there's no language on the earth that speaks what this person is saying, but it is intelligible to God, mm-hmm. but not to anybody else in the presence. In a sense, it doesn't matter that much in this particular moment, which is, right in a sense because he's just saying look you need to realize that like you're not like missing out necessarily on something of great significance if that is not happening in your life because i would much rather build someone else up yeah <laughs> and he's like this is why love is so important because it's yeah, like this the thing about this is building up other people building up the church but at the same time he's not like totally against it i mean he's he's sort of saying like this is a good thing I think there's good reasons to think that he may not be talking about like the same kind of tongues that you see in Acts 2 where it's literally other languages but it's hard to definitively say that because he does use the example that there are many languages in the world Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know the meaning unless uh, someone interprets it for me and so like he's making the connection between what these tongues are that people are speaking in this church and the example of like other actual languages in the world. But then he also says like, if you utter speech, that is not intelligible. Like, does that mean no one anywhere ever could <laughs> discern mm. what you're saying? Or does that mean that it's, you know, it's unintelligible because no one speaks that language Yeah, or, or is it unintelligible because only God understands. But the point is, like let's speak words to one another that build each other up, that give thanksgiving to God in particular, which I think is another important thing because that's what the Acts 2 thing was doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was declaring like the praises and the glory and the goodness of God. And so we want to hear that, you Mm -hmm. know? And like I've been in situations where it's like, I've been in other churches around the world where people are singing and preaching and praising God and saying things. I've been in more, you know, Context where folks are maybe looking at this as like a private prayer language, and they're like kind of doing that in a public way. Yeah. And in both of those situations, I would say what I'm longing for is to know. Yeah. Like what, what are you saying about God? Because mm-hmm. I, I love to hear about God. <laughs> I love to hear about how He's saved us and the goodness that He's working in our lives and totally. what He's done in your life in particular and all of those things. And so that's what I would say is like use your words to to build one another up. Um, because it's just, it's good. That's why we come to church.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the principle, you know, to, to broaden it, the principle here is, and this kind of goes to a similar point that was being made with the head covering thing. Mm. You know, church is not just about us insiders, like getting together and and doing our thing. Like it should be a place for, for outsiders to come in and, and to, hear the gospel clearly to be convicted of of sin, to encounter the love of God and to be brought to the end of themselves and surrender and and just be filled with the spirit. Mm. It cannot happen if, and and, you know, tongues and and improper use of tongues could be an obstacle to that, but there's a myriad of other things that could be an obstacle to that. And so, you know, I think as we hear this um, on whatever weekday this airs, like as we hear this, we should be, you know, searching our hearts and our rhythms of, you know, are are there ways that we can, uh, you know, leverage our part of the body Mm. to, to make the church a place, uh, where the gospel is clearly encountered. Mm. And so that is the principle. And, um, you know, as it pertains to like the, the division between, uh, foreign languages and, and, um, the spiritual prayer language idea i think two things are important a study and, and study you know different uh camps views and, and you know test the spirits like yeah that's right be discerning mm-hmm. and so go build a view and also what's been helpful for me is uh there's just close friends and, and even like elders at different churches who i know who fall on different sides of the coin yeah. and it's just really important to have like a well-rounded view of stuff Mm -hmm. like this. So I I would say that is an important thing to, to press into is um, don't just make assumptions about the other sort of side of the coin, but you know, like talk to people and and, um, see how it is a part of their relationship with God.
0: And don't let the word, don't be afraid to let the word speak. Like Mm -hmm. if it's challenging your view, let it do that. There we go. Um, because that's God like revealing himself and at the I love how the, the passage ends where it's just saying like then these non believers who are in your presence will fall on their face and worship God and declare that God really is among you. I mean Man, like we want God to be really goal. among us. Yes. <laughs> and Amen. it's a community of love is where that takes place. Amen. Um so may that be true.
1: Amen. All right. Well, for Jeremy Brooks, this is Will Carlisle and we'll see you again tomorrow in first Corinthians.